Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 29th of July. Greater Sydney residents are waking up to another four weeks of lockdown this morning after the state recorded its highest number of COVID cases yesterday. There were 177 new cases across the Greater Sydney region yesterday, with concerns more than 100 of those were infectious while in the community. As the New South Wales government struggles to get on top of this highly contagious Delta outbreak, The Premier has announced tougher restrictions, including locking down more suburbs in Sydney's west and southwest. Our reporter, Siobhan Caulfield, has the latest details from Sydney. Tash, health authorities here have announced a raft of new COVID measures as they work to curb this ever-growing Delta outbreak. The rules around shopping have been tightened for all Sydney-siders, with residents no longer allowed to shop beyond 10 k's of their home. While the essential work order in place in five local government areas is being extended to the Parramatta, Georges River and Campbelltown areas. It means residents are not allowed to leave for work unless considered an authorised or frontline worker. As expected, some construction will make a return this weekend outside of hotspot areas under new COVID protocols. Learning from home will also continue for school students in Greater Sydney, except for Year 12, with students in high-risk areas able to get access to the Pfizer vaccine. While a silver lining Tash, a singles bubble has been announced, allowing people who live alone to nominate a friend who can visit them. Meantime, the federal government has buckled to mounting pressure, increasing financial support for businesses and workers affected by the lockdowns. Disaster payments will increase next week to $750 for people who have lost more than 20 hours of work a week, while extra payments will also be available for welfare recipients. Here is the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison. We have to push through this lockdown in Sydney. There is no other shortcut. There's no other way through. We have to just hunker down and push through. And we'll have more details on who is eligible for the new payments coming up shortly in business and finance. Meantime, Queensland is back on high alert this morning after a man who was staying at a Brisbane backpackers hostel tested positive to COVID. The man left hotel quarantine after testing negative but became unwell and was later found to have the virus. There are concerns as the man was infectious in the local community for a number of days. It comes amid reports that more than 150 Queenslanders will have to get a third COVID vaccine after they were accidentally given a lower dose of Pfizer. Reports suggest up to six people received an ultra-low dose at Rockhampton Hospital, but Queensland Health Authority say it's not possible to know who got what dose. So all 159 from that day will need a third vaccine. And it was one of our best days in Olympic history yesterday with the Aussies winning three gold and four bronze at the Tokyo Games. Arnie, the Terminator Titmus, walking away with another gold in the 200 free, while Emma McKeon also broke an Olympic record in the 100 free heats. And we'll have a full wrap coming up shortly in sport with Brett. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground and we start in Queensland and a COVID crisis is unfolding off the state's far north coast. 
A cargo ship left the Philippines more than a fortnight ago and is now docked in Australian waters. The majority of the crew have tested positive to COVID, with an emergency plan now underway to get the sick workers to hospital in Brisbane. And as our reporter David Shiraz has the details from Brisbane, Queensland Health is concerned it's just a matter of time before another outbreak. Good morning, Tash. Now, Queensland's done its best to avoid a cluster of Delta running rampant, but health authorities are concerned it may be just a matter of time. All 19 crew members on board the bolt carrier became unwell with the virus, with at least six to be transported to Brisbane Hospital for treatment. Now, they'll be closely watched, but as we've discovered, the virus has leaked from COVID wards here before. Also concerning authorities is this man who was active in the community for four days after leaving hotel quarantine. It means the Southeast Queensland mask mandate, which was to lift tomorrow, will likely be extended. To Victoria now, and as the state comes out of its fifth lockdown, there is a new COVID scare. A man in his 20s who worked as a traffic controller at a COVID testing site developed symptoms on Monday and has since tested positive. As James Lake reports from Melbourne at this point, authorities are treating it as a mystery case. That's the worrying part, Tash, with no links back to existing outbreaks. There's a huge question mark over where the virus has actually come from and how far or wide it may have been spreading. The man would have been working at the Mooney Valley Racecourse drive through testing site for about two days while infectious. So far, contact tracers haven't been able to determine where the man caught the virus or epidemiologically link the case to current outbreaks. Today, authorities will be scouring records to find out if a known case was recently swabbed at the site and possibly passed on the infection. Now for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we're joined by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Now with the Greater Sydney lockdown extended, that's been confirmed yesterday. What is it expected to cost not just the New South Wales economy, but the Australian economy? Yeah, try $4 billion, Tash. Following the PM announcing bigger disaster payments yesterday, the federal government is now contributing $750 million a week to save New South Wales workers, while the state government slams in $325 million. Lose 20 more hours a week and a disaster payment is $750 a week, up from $600. Lose between 8 and 20 hours and you receive $450 a week, up from $375. Peter, they're not calling it a job keeper, but as you mentioned, the Prime Minister confirmed extra financial assistance for people in lockdown. Will it be the money that people need at the moment? Well, I think it's it's getting close to JobKeeper. The old JobKeeper gave a lot of money to lots of businesses and now the government wants to be careful about who gets it. But when you look at the actual numbers, it's getting very close to the amounts of money that JobKeeper was offering in 2020. And what are businesses set to get out of this new package? Well, businesses with turnover between $75,000 and $250 million, they experienced a revenue drop of more than 30% compared with the corresponding period in 2019, will be eligible for payments between $1,500 and $100,000 a week. The payment is based on 40% of a business's payroll bill and a $10,000 maximum cap has been removed. So many businesses and workers and employees are doing it very tough during lockdown, Peter, but there is a silver lining. A top fund manager says it's good for stocks. 
That's right, Tash, with the share market at record highs in the Fisher Portfolio Manager at the Early Australian Share Fund. It says Fortress Australia is bad for business and workers, but it keeps interest rates low and gets governments to spend big time, which drives stock prices higher. And this feeds into very, very good super fund returns. Good to see we still have some positives, Peter. Thanks as always. <laughs> there aren't many. Thank you very much. <laughs> Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, we all need some good news at the moment. And after a sensational day yesterday for the Aussies at the Tokyo Olympics, another golden day looms for the Aussies today. Yes, good morning, Tash. Three gold we won yesterday. That equaled the all-time national record today. We're out to break that. We need four gold medals, and we've got some genuine chances of doing it. King Cole Chalmers is uh, defending his 100-metre freestyle title that he won as an 18-year-old in Rio. Ariane Titmus is back in the pool for the 200-metre relay, along with Emma McKeon. She set a new Olympic record in the 100 freestyle heats last night. Jess Fox will chase an elusive gold medal in the C1 canoe event. She's got the semis and the final on the same day, and we've got two medal chances in the shooting as well. Last night the Boomers beat Italy 86-83 to their second win in a row Paddy Mills had 14 points, bit of a quiet night for him but says that they've still got plenty of areas that they can improve on. But for us you know for us to, to hang in there and grind it out, um, you know there's a lot of stuff that's been thrown at us that you know we're learning on the fly too. Thanks to our friends here at Channel 7 in the hockey, the Kookaburras made it four wins in a row beating New Zealand 4-2 heartbreak though for the Oli Roos Tash knocked out by Egypt 2-0 overnight Aussies are doing so well at the moment, the game's bred. And in other news this morning, a serious health scare for a North Melbourne footballer. Yeah, this is uh, quite alarming, Tash. He's the fifth footballer to have this uh, surgery in the past few years. Ben Cunnington, the North Melbourne star, uh, had surgery on Tuesday to remove a testicular tumour. Now, uh, Sam Rowe and Sam Doherty, uh, Sam Rowe no longer with Carlton, Sam Doherty is the current co-captain. Jesse Hogan, Robbie Gray have had this surgery in recent years and uh, Ben Cunnington's teammate, Robbie Tarrant, had a mass removed from his kidney earlier in the season. So that's quite alarming when we're talking about super fit uh, AFL footballers but uh, I guess you know cancer doesn't discriminate no it doesn't hope he's okay and in the NRL this is an interesting story Paul Vaughan has been thrown an NRL lifeline and he's vowing to do better at the Bulldogs Tash the club has offered the forward a one-year deal after he was sacked from the Dragons over that now infamous bubble breach at his home involving a dozen players Vaughan says he appreciates the second chance and he won't be wasting it I've stated that I'm coming to the Bulldogs with with 100% commitment and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm highly motivated to play my best football there. Uh, I've got a lot to prove. Uh, I've got a lot of trust to win back from the from the squad and uh, from the coaching staff and everyone involved with the ball, with the Bulldogs. Big risk. Let's see how he goes. And a doghouse of a different kind. Brett, thanks so much. Thanks, Tash. And a freak twister has torn through parts of Adelaide, tearing down trees and damaging buildings. The 100k an hour winds ripped through residential streets, with the Bureau of Meteorology saying it was like a tornado. These local residents have told Channel 9 the storm was over as quickly as it started. It went black completely and then trees started to fly around and things started to move quickly. I opened the front door because it looked like it was raining pretty heavy and I could see the wind was blowing like buggery and it took the, nearly took the front door out of my arms. Sunny conditions are set to return to Adelaide today. 
And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day, stay safe, and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.